Welcome to the Souls and Stardust podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Mio and Shannon here after a long respite as we both had to take care of some business for our own lives, getting together some new things that we're working on projects together and separately. Um, But we're back with a bunch of new topics and ideas that we're very excited to share with you all, including things like astrology, past life regression stuff, anything having to do with soul connections, all kinds of interesting things that people have been asking us about. So we are going to be starting off today's episode talking about astrology and in particular, astro charts. So your birth charts and, or your natal chart. And a lot of times when people are asking you, what's your sign, what are you? This is part of your astrological chart. So um, it's kind of, I see it as like our cosmological blueprint of who we are in the universe. And it's very unique to us because we were born on a certain date at a certain time in a certain year and a certain geographical location on earth. And pretty much no one else will have the same coordinates and details as you. It'd be pretty rare if they did. So That's why I see it as a cosmic blueprint of who you are and who you came to be in this life on earth. So I don't know, Mio, what do you think? Like what, how would you describe an astrological chart? I totally see it as your energetic fingerprint, uh, your algorithm, like what we always talk about being the the different energy. Um, And just like... It just makes up who you are. Uh, The details are what get filled in later, like with your incarnation and your life experiences. But for the most part, what you'll see on a chart is um, beginning to the end. Uh, And the people you'll deal with, some of your triumphs, um, some of your struggles, some of Mm -hmm. your challenges, your soul purpose is in there. it's really cool because like the further you actually dig into your own chart and see everything being validated, it's like, it really is mind blowing. Um, and then you start digging into other people's and you start seeing <laughs> patterns and all of that. So yes, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. And I think what's interesting for me is that it's so, um, people think it's easy or, or they assume that it's easy and straightforward and astrology is incredibly complex and layered yeah and it's it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot I mean there's a reason it's why a lot. people like they spend years studying it and working with it so you know sometimes I have people coming up to me and saying hey can you tell me what this means in my chart and I just have this big like question mark on my forehead I'm like no but I can tell you like based on your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign like generally you're this kind of a person right so yeah it's like you start from general and then you work your way into these really deep intricacies based on what alignments you're looking at and what your transits are and we'll describe what these terms are and you know, what's happening in the cosmos currently and where you are in your life stream and all kinds of things are taken into account in order to um, describe who you are at this point in your journey and what you can, what you've been through and what you can be looking forward to or anticipating as you move through life. So it's like, it's incredibly complex. (laughs) Yeah. And this, I know we're on audio for podcast. But if you want to see the screen share to be able to see what we're talking about, uh, we'll probably throw it onto our YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. That way you can just get an idea, maybe like, what the hell were you even talking about? Because uh, we'll do our <laughs> best. But I also know that when people are listening to this, it's very casual or, you know, so whatever. If you want to dive into it and look into what we're talking about, you can find it on YouTube. But yeah, so if you in- just listen. Yeah, <laughs> it's really in- cool. Yeah. And the intention is just to provide a little bit more of an understanding of like what's possible to understand. <clears throat> I really feel like the 
possibilities are endless with it because you can ask a million questions and look into your chart for answers for it. But also like um, it just, what are some of the basics and what, what can you use to understand, start to understand or um, on your own digging in a little bit more, finding resources to do that digging. So, yeah. Yeah. So where should we start? Well, let's, we yeah. So first of all, maybe we should talk about like where it started, like how old it is. That. Hella old. <laughs> uh, I know, I think it's like over 4,000 years old, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I know it's back to the like beyond like Mesopotamia and Egyptian times. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's evolved to be able to translate to modern stuff because obviously how are you going to translate back in Egyptian times something electronic right, <laughs> or exactly. applicable to something in our day mm -hmm. um, but that's the interesting part is as we're going through the cosmos um, you know we're not just sitting in one spot in space we're constantly projecting forward and uh, you know uh, spinning around and around and around each other and so things dip below and above horizons and so the the moment you're born that's your the, the moment the shutter is is snapped and that's that's the moment in time the the light hits your eyes that's the moment that you take your breath and um begin that's the beginning of your chart so damn when we're looking fucking beautiful how you said that <laughs> fucking beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i try my best uh, um so the chart itself when you're looking at it like shannon described it just looks like a pie and since i'm you know, always hungry. It looks like a pizza pie to me. Um, the, the chart we're looking at, I just, you know, you can Google astrological houses chart and there's a ton of them. The one I'm looking at just happens to be kellysastrology.com, but I just grabbing it because it's got some basic, like, you know, basic mm -hmm. things on it that we can touch on. Um, what else before we start digging in? Like, Oh, sure. So there it's hella old and it's been practiced. Yeah. <laughs> it's been practiced and actually it's really ingrained in some cultures very deeply where like major decisions and families and whatnot, or, or even auspicious times for yes. weddings, yep. marriages, uh, yeah. all the yeah. Indian yeah. weddings that I, that I photograph uh, mm -hmm. are at an auspicious time. And so it's on a very specific date and time that we do our ceremonies. Um, and although it may not be this type of like Western or whatever, uh, sidereal, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, they are using something different. It's the same idea of mm -hmm. like timing and alignment. Um, so we can definitely apply that to our businesses, to our love lives, to our self growth or whatever it is. You can go back and look at the history of your life and run it through the birth chart and run it through the timing of things. And you will see the patterns. Yeah, you so will rad. see like all of these things like oh my god that was when I was going through this and no wonder why because I was having this was transiting my house of family and roots and oh my god I get it now okay 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 like yeah so yes so it has a long history and um sometimes people are you know they're really skeptical of it because they think it's some kind of mystic thing that was made up or whatever but it's really based on um scientific observation of how the planets move and align and where we are in reference to them and then the energies that are associated with these celestial bodies so there is some mystic elements of it because it's going into the energy that's associated with all of these aspects but time and time again it's proven to be extremely accurate when you dig in and look at all of the complexities to create a full story so that i think is important to understand that it's been an established it's it's almost a science right to, like how things are cataloged and how they're observed and yep. then how they're um charted out and and looked at based on different circumstances so the astrological houses are aspects of the heavens, the 12 sections of the heavens, and then the 12 aspects of how we move through life to, from birth to death. And 
So everything yep. is, um, what did you say earlier? Everything is it's like assigned symbolic. a meaning. Yeah. yeah. So everything's mm -hmm. symbolic, just the same way that we talk about like building up the mediumship symbolism and, you know, your communication with your intuition. And this mm -hmm. means that And when I see this, it means that it's very similar because it's like, it's the, the way that I see it is it's a way, it's a means of translating, uh, energy to something that we can understand tangibly here in a sense mm -hmm. that might yeah. be a, that might be kind of a stretch but it's just this in-between realms communication and it's uh you know you can uh, literally assign anything meaning and ask your intuition ask the universe questions and pull it's the same way oracle cards work right like yeah. we assign these cards symbolism and so when we're seeking something, what's the energy behind this? Those energies are pulled forward. Mm -hmm. Those cards come forward. So the energies and the activities in our lives are activated and moved forward and highlighted when all of these things. And since I'm a photographer, moving lights around, um, being having a subject and moving a light around the room and how that light is going to change and highlight different parts of that person mm -hmm. or that subject. Oh, that's um, a great analogy. Yeah. So, okay. It can be a great tool for understanding yourself, like one of many tools. So similar to like human design or the Enneagram yep. or whatever else, like having your natal, your natal just means birth chart, right? So mm -hmm. um, having your natal chart done and read for you can be a really um, insightful process. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about why. Um, okay. So we've got houses and then, and you're going to explain a bit about what the houses are, but we also have the things, um, like our big three, which is our sun, moon, and our rising sign, which everybody always asks about sun sign, right? Like, what are you? I'm a Libra. Oh, you're da, 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 da. Yes. Right. Some of those things, but my moon and my rising and all my other placements add a whole lot of context and nuance it's to my personality. Yeah. Totally, total piece of the puzzle. Um, <laughs> yep. It's literally laying out the puzzle in different ways to create this. It's versions and colors and shades of it mm -hmm. to make the masterpiece that is you. Yeah. Um, and there's been so many people, I'm sure you've run into this too, where like people say, yeah, I'm an Aries, but I just don't feel like I resonate with Aries. Yeah. And you, you realize, well, but then you find out, oh, well, your Aries was actually in this house and paired up with this and like, okay, no wonder why, like, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. Or maybe they're on the cusp between, you know, Pisces and Aries, right. Or Aries and Taurus. And, and so they have, elements of both of those. And maybe they're, you know, you know, they have a dominant fire sign as their, their, um, sun sign, but like they have a moon that's really watery and a rising sign. That's really watery. Right. That's going to change everything <laughs> for you. Yeah. So. It changes the recipe. <laughs> yes. It changes the recipe. So we can think of your astrological chart as the recipe with which uh, the universe used to create you as you and setting you up for what you were going to experience in your life, what you wanted to work through, what you wanted to accomplish and how that was going to look and feel from birth until death. There we yeah, go. Yeah, No big deal. No yeah. big deal. Okay. So let's, we'll just run through each of the houses. Okay. Perfect. That way we'll just say one through 12 and then that way I can go through roughly some pieces of my own chart mm -hmm. and to tell you how this story fits in. And then I'll tell you about some other people's charts that I've interpreted. Cause okay. this is like something that I'm just obsessing over and like just eating up, like interpreting people's charts and looking up all of their patterns and people alive, dead, famous yeah. people that I know in real life. Like, well, and you guys, you have to understand Mio is like this psychic detective anyway. So <laughs> she like, she pays attention to all of these things where what she, what's going on around her when she's tuning into spirit, what she sees, what pops up in ads when she's doing a reading, what words are spoken in songs, what her son says, like randomly, <laughs> right? She's like <laughs> taking all of these pieces and putting them together. And, and that would so seem randomly <laughs> not, it, they would seem like they would have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. But, but it's all the messages. way the energy works. 
Because <laughs> it is. It's all messages because I make it out to be that way. Yes. I tell, I tell the universe to communicate to me in these ways. So well, that's the intention I set. So I expect it to happen. Yeah. And so like you digging into astrological charts makes complete sense because there's so many layers to it. And you're like looking at it from all these angles and making all these incredible connections. So, oh girl, wait till we hit the ninth house, the ninth house of like <laughs> study and religion. <laughs> Okay. Well, so you're right. going to, you're going to go through the houses, but we should also really talk about and describe briefly like sun sign, moon rising, and then each of the planets, like what those placements are, because those for are sure, awesome. for sure. So, so this house or this circle pizza pie starts on, if you're say you're looking down at the pizza, you are starting the first slice at let's see what would that be 9 p.m (laughs) if it was a pizza clock Mm -hmm. (laughs) a pizza clock it would be 9 p.m and it works its way counterclockwise all the way back around you know counterclockwise the opposite direction of the clock and through one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve Mm -hmm. now when you're looking at the chart you can look at this uh here's how i intuit it you have your natal chart. So that's the snapshot of the shutter when, when you're born, right? But then you can also interpret that whole thing um, as being the soul journey from the first house all the way through the second or through the 12th house is being journey of the soul via your evolution of your consciousness through your, like what you're doing, like you're, you know, live, through what you're doing, like living your life. Um, so that's really cool as well. There's also, you can dig even deeper and um, they have like these other methods where you can get down to exact dates for certain events in your life. And you can actually see uh, what energy you were living in, in that specific specific time. time. Yes. So that I'm still digging real into. So I don't know enough about that yet. All I know is it's exciting because I've used it on my own life and I'm finding that it's working. So that's incredible uh, because that's probably helping you to connect a whole lot of dots in terms of what you have experienced and particularly what's been challenging for you and how that mm -hmm. might be like coming full circle or repeating for closure or whatnot. Right. So yep. I I tend to think of everything as lessons. Like you and I have talked about Mm -hmm. this before, but it's like, um, it, it would seem like in an astro chart, like major lessons would pop up and then cycle back as many yeah. times as they need to until you actually move differently. And what led me to believe, like to firmly believe that these things in our life are cyclical are when multiple things were happening almost in a duplicate fashion in my life in a similar order. Um, ah, so okay. I was like, what the hell? Like, what are the odds? I'll tell you more about it in a second, but okay. Are we ready to go through the houses? Yes, let's do it. All right, cool. So we're going to start in the first house. Um, so this is obviously just everything that I feel. Uh, there's a million different like uh, nuances from different backgrounds and beliefs of on the internet of course so Mm -hmm. this is just me um and I'm also always open for learning and correction but this is just what I found so um the biggest thing with the soul journey was hearing that at that first house that's your rising sign right there uh that's the minute that like I said you're born right the, the light the light hits you and you have now transitioned out of your mother's womb into from that subconscious existence right you're still in the the other side in a way Mm. um you haven't fully transitioned from your soul to your human oh you're still integrating i love this you are integrating energetically into the physical realm right Mm. so the cool part when you're looking at this chart that the 12th house and the first house, since they're next to each other, the 12th house is 
comparable to being in your mother's womb. The first house is you being born. Oh, it's that's also okay. your first impression, like how I've, I've heard it this way, that it's like how you see things, how you tackle or how you, uh, you know, some people will say it's your parents, um, your style or the real you quote. But again, some of that's like super oversimplified. Hmm. Um, Okay, so the second house is about money, possessions, income, assets. However, when you're looking at it as the soul journey, it's moving out of that newborn stage into that infancy when you start like realizing how the physical world uh, is separate from you in oh, a way. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's really cool to, to look through and, and figure out like, okay, so if the first house I'm newborn, the second house, I'm starting to grow up a little bit in my <laughs> consciousness, you know, and having kids, you can actually see the shift between a one month old versus, yeah, I would say, so like toddler, yeah, okay. toddler would probably be like that section of your life, right? Okay. Second house would probably be okay. how you experience uh, something like that. So third house, they say, this is the house of siblings. Um school, short trips, uh, your neighborhood. But the biggest thing for me is seeing um, third house is about the house of communication. Yeah. So that'll all make sense too. So this is a really simplified version of the chart. Each mm -hmm. of these houses also has like a rulers ruling, to that. Yeah. Like a ruling yeah, zodiac, have, right? Yep. There's a ruling zodiac um, to each of these. So it would make more sense. It just feels like it, uh, it would be a little confusing to throw that in oh like, yeah right totally. now without yeah. visually but uh so this is like easy peasy mm -hmm. it's the pizza right, pie so it's the pizza pie so <laughs> fourth house uh past home and family lineage um this is like to me the the saying that I hear in my head is like behind closed doors within it's like how your family life is you know you have your family life and then you have your your life that you live outwardly in the world right yeah. um it's also your roots, your origins. Uh, so it can be all of these things because you can go deep into like um, seeing the, the relation. Um, the other thing I want to point out, this house is opposite of the 10th house, which is the house of the career. So oh. it's like looking at a complementary colors yes. on a chart, on right? A color so wheel, yeah. On a color wheel. Now we're comparing it to a color wheel. <laughs> so they say that one of these houses represents your mother and one of these houses represents your father. Oh, interesting. I have, I have seen this happen in everybody's chart. They, one of them resonates with the other more. I don't know how, <laughs> but it's interesting. No shit. Okay. So fifth house, uh, children, uh, the fifth house is about like your creative self-expression, not your first appearance and not you expressing yourself and crying out to the world. Like the first house, that's mm -hmm. our little lion roar, right? So that's me. <laughs> yes. that's, that's my Leo rising is me roaring to the world. And that's my like, rah, right. <laughs> Versus five is like creative and, um, whatever that means to you and how you self-express. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also like, you know, it could be associated with sex and romance also mm -hmm. because of that self-expression. Um, and then moving on to the next one, the sixth house, health, wellness, uh, daily work. So you're like daily stuff that you do, like your, your. Um, so it says routines on this chart. So like, yep whatever yep. your day is like and how it's like that consistently. But also like you, somebody could have, somebody could work and have this like work over here, but then they could have a real career later on in life. And oh, that sure. could go up to the 10th house and show later on, or like two different dichotomies. I've seen people who are like, well, yeah, I'm doing this right now, mm -hmm. but my real career is this. And then I can see that in their 10th house. Would the 10th house then be like, cause if the 10th house is career partly, would it be more like soul's calling like that kind of life purpose work? Or is that something different? Sixth house will be more like work and routine, like your duties. Yeah. But, but like then tenth, also the 10th house, would that be like directing you more towards your like, Oh yes, work? yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And then since the sixth house is ruled by Virgo, think about how Virgos are very, observational they're efficient they're task managers dude they make a lot of caretakers lists. like 
Yes. Um, so they say too, like your pets or your children, or sorry, pets could be in this house. Okay. So I've also heard that you, but depending on what could be like in each house could lead to like even showing you like marriage partners and how many oh, cool. you know children are in there. Um, I see it show up in different ways, but what I see is like it connects. Sixth house, seventh house, relationships, marriage, partner. I have to double check. One of them relates to your employees. Ooh. If you are a boss and you are a business owner, or if you run your, your chart for your business and you have employees, you, I think you're going to see them in this. I think it's going to be in the sixth house. The sixth house. Then like seventh house is more intimate, like one-on-one business partnerships, okay. key people, um, life-changing things and stuff like that. Okay. Um, close close relationships and agreements, uh, contracts. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing like soul contracts, right? So yeah. like you would yep. look at the seventh house when you're asking about soul contract type of stuff. And that can be work yep. relationships, intimate relationships, yep. family that are well, um, close relationships. So that one's always fun to get into when you're like oh. helping run somebody's love, doing yeah. intuition reading for their like love and see like, okay, well, oh, the other thing, since the, on the color wheel, mm. on our astro color wheel, the seventh house is opposite of the first house. Mm-hmm. So the first house is you, seventh house is your partner. Your reflection, like those yeah, people that are complete, reflecting back to you. Complete opposite, right? Oh. But what I've been asking people is when I look at your birth chart, so for example, let me pull yours up because you know I have you on deck like that, <laughs> saved into my freaking because you're family. Um, (laughs) You know, that's love when I have you saved in on my charts. I I can see what's going on. Yes, I feel so special. And dude, I'll have a bad day. And I'll be like, Neo, I my day day is like bass backwards right now. And she's like, that's because the moon is conjunct blah, 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 (laughs) in your eighth house of blah, 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 blah. And you're really just feeling it today. And so it's like, Oh, thanks. I really needed to understand that. to understand because we get caught up in the emotions of things that we're like, Oh, shoot. Yeah. I didn't realize that other things were pulling on me like that energy. So it's if, energy pulling on you. So like example, your seventh house, it has partly Taurus, but then the rest of it is in Gemini. So I asked you the other day, are you attracted to good communicators or do you desire good communication in a relationship? Is that the most important thing to you with a sliver of Taurus, which is mm-hmm. money, finance, responsibility, work hard. But the most of it was on that Gemini, which was like communication, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so that's how that works. And that's how I've been seeing that happen is that I think it's, balance or mirrored mm-hmm. um, going into the eighth house this is death debt taxes other people's money um, inheritances psychic shit um, us you know psychic intuitive people usually have something kind of cool happening in, mm-hmm. in eighth and ninth house uh, about religion study but then also the, the death um, let me pull up mine real quick um I just want to bring up that this, what I have seen in my own chart, uh, I have seen not a physical death, but I have seen things that have transformed me like Mm. the death card. Yes. Like, which is all about transformation in the tarot. So yep, things that were like the death of me. We'll put it in that way. I also saw when I ran somebody's chart that I knew had committed suicide by a gun, they had Mars in their eighth house. Mm-hmm. And Mars is about wars, War, guns, firearms. Yep. 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 So that person's house, I had like looked at that. And when I had looked at the date of their death, something, uh, I can't remember right the second because I didn't write it down, but um, there was something transiting that lit up the fact that Mars was in Aries or Mars was in his eighth, mm. uh, something at home because it happened at home. Yeah. And I remember you telling me this. It was like three or four different things that I could see on the day that it happened. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was like really freaking crazy to, to start finding in other people's charts of mm-hmm. people that have passed uh, specifically seeing like, okay, how'd this person die? How did it show up? How did like, 
I don't know, I guess being a medium, I'm obsessed with death in a weird way because I don't know, I see everything as research. (laughs) Well, and it's also about a journey. It's part of a journey, right? So I I understand why you're interested in it. Totally. uh, Yeah, so it's very uh, about transformation, healing. So let's see, moving on to the ninth house. So at this point in your imagination, just imagine the ninth house is now like straddling 12 and one o'clock at the top of the the chart. This is travel, study, religion. Um, This could be faith, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, See, philosophy, books, ceremonies, big ideas, um, search for meaning. So (laughs) I know. Okay. I'm going to just move through the last couple and then I want to go through them with Mm -hmm. each of our charts, if that's okay. Yep. I know. All right. So 10th house, uh, career, fame, reputation, profession, and public. Uh, 11th house, hopes and wishes, community, good spirit, friendship groups, luck. I see this, uh, this is like, um, yeah, huge community house. Um, I've also seen it in like when I ran America, like when you ran America's chart or something like that, Mm -hmm. it could be like uh, legislation. Well, I can't say that legislation. (laughs) You got it. Legislation. Legislation, (laughs) regulation, because it affects the community. It affects the people. Um, now we have made it all the way back to the 12th house. Now, if you remember in our soul journey, we started at birth and we've gone through the evolution of early childhood, uh, once we took it through like the fourth and fifth house, it was kind of like um, changing and shifting into those teenage years. Once you realize like your family is a part of your existence and who's separate <laughs> and yeah. all those types of things, like, you know, the, the, the weird parts as your yep. um, consciousness, you finally start realizing a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go into college and you go into relationships with other people. And that's when you start learning about and growing through yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, then you you learn a hell of a lot through different things that transform you. You mm-hmm. learn through travel. You learn through your career. You you evolve. And now back to the 12th house, you're like back to mother's womb. Only yeah. the transition isn't to be born. Your transition is now out of your human body, back into the subconscious, back into yeah. the realm, back into source. So if you're looking at a person that could be their subconscious, that could be their hidden things. If you're looking at a business or the USA, those could be the hidden things, the hidden institutions, the hidden, you see how you just have to apply it to whatever it is you're looking at because mm-hmm. it's just symbols. So you're just applying what it means to whatever chart you're interpreting. Is this also like the esoteric, the mystic and I, I tend to, I don't know why I've like attached that kind of stuff to the 12th house. Is that, am I like totally off base there? Yes, I believe so. Because when I looked at my chart, mm-hmm. your chart, mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically anybody that I know that's super intuitive and psychic, um, I have like, my moon is there. And oh, we'll talk about the planets too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but key seasoning combinations are there that mm-hmm. make up psychic people yeah uh, so that's one of the that's one of I feel like that's one of the mystical houses because you've actually like presumably going from birth to death you've actually like um developed your consciousness yep. beyond certain levels right that are more you know beyond the basic levels and you've expanded through the heart and through consciousness so I always feel like the 12th house has a lot to do with like the esoteric and philosophy and like moving beyond, um, you know, into yep. the deeper realms. I don't have, totally. any, I don't have anything in the 12th house, but my moon is in the eighth house, which hold on, um, hold on. My, hold moon, on, hold on. <laughs> my moon is, is Aquarius in the eighth house, which makes me very, um, wait, did you in. say you don't have anything in the 12th house? Not that I know of. You have Mars, Uranus and Venus in your 12th house. no, that's in the fifth house. Hold on. <laughs> there oh, is but a- your 12th house, your 12th house spans. And it, so it starts with a little bit of Taurus. You cover all of Gemini. That's communication in the mind. Oh. Your subconscious is in the mind. You communicate through Ooh, that. Telepathy. <laughs> no, <Hello>. I'm kidding. <laughs> your eighth house 
you have a freaking moon in Aquarius in your eighth house. That's all up here. Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. So I feel like this, like that psychic ability comes in, the intuitiveness can come in in a couple different, or it will show up in a couple of different ways in the chart, depending on what is where, which is why the planets are important as well. Oh yeah. Your 12th house also covers cancer too. Yeah. All of my stuff is like on one side of the chart, except for Chiron, which is, um, in your house of community. In tw- yeah. Ruled by Taurus. <laughs> so funny. And Aries though, you also cover Aries. So it's like movement creation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk right. about, yeah, the planets and, um, what those represent, because those are like the basic elements of how things lay on a chart in these mm-hmm. houses. So, yep. yeah. So let's start with our sun sign. So sun is going to be like the spotlight, right? That's going to be the biggest, brightest energy, right? So it'll mm-hmm. be kind of the, one of the um, main events or highlight to how you move. Like that's the best way I can, like, it's the baseline, right? It's the like underlying energy is kind of what I feel. Yeah. I, I tend, I totally agree with you, but I also tend to think, um, about the sun as like your, it's like your personality, like your, um, it's like the structure of your personality, right? So Mm -hmm. like the shell of it and, and then you will fill out all these other aspects of you based on the other planets. And also something I want to bring up too, is depending if what time of day you're born. So you need to have right when you're running the whole thing, you need to have your location, but you also need the time of day because a morning chart, a daytime chart is different than a night chart. It's so fast. So (laughs) if you were born at night and your son is, you know what I mean? Like you're born mm-hmm. at night, your sun is on the bottom half of your chart. That yep. might show up differently in how you move through the world. Or maybe like, you know how some people are like, like you were saying, oh, I don't resonate with that. Well, maybe that's because everything mm-hmm. else that was a culmination, it wasn't 12 PM, like right when you were born or whatever, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So the sun so, is like, you had said like creative energies. And so like the nature of yourself, like a core, like the core mm-hmm. of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. The core, Inner but self. like, but like with room for nuance and expansion. So yep. I just pulled up something really quickly too, where it can like indicate life purpose. So like I'm a Libra as a sun and I have Libra in other parts of my chart too, but um, I am really like hardcore about balance and justice, even though I may not like balance shit in my life, super awesome all the time, but I'm really outspoken about justice and, um, doing what's right and standing up for the little guy or, you know, like, like, um, what is, what is right? What is just? And so that's a very Libra trait. And I have that, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm not, I'm not fully like, you know, subscribe to other aspects of Libra, although some people might say I am, but there are other parts of me that are indicative of very watery things in my chart or Mm -hmm. earthy things in my chart. So, so the sun is like your core structure. Yep. And the sun is also tied to Leo energy. So whenever you talk about something like attached to Leo, Leo's ruled by the sun or the sun Mm -hmm. highlighting how like so these things are all like intertwined right Mm -hmm. um so with the sun being that the moon is like feelings and emotions imagination um inner being it's like your inner yep inner world that one's ruled by cancer so Mm -hmm. it's to me it's always like (laughs) um nurturing or like those type of maternal emotions or something like that And and it might show up different for you, but that's like when I think of emotions and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, Mercury is going to represent your um, spoken, your written communication. Uh, I see big Mercury placements when I ran a bunch of birth charts for people who are like branding strategists Mm. and people who have podcasts and it's mental, um, like mentality, like mind, your logic, how you think and communicate and 
and even just how your voice to the world and putting that out to the world. So literally when I'm running these career charts, this is what they do for a career. It's like their Mercury was like in their 10th house in Gemini. Like it was <laughs> like, trif- yeah, like trifecta of amplified mm-hmm. things pointing to being huge communicators. Um, and so that they're actually doing what they came here to do right in alignment with their purpose yep Mm -hmm. yep or finding like their north node with yeah all kind of stuff like that um mercury is also so like i said mercury is associated with gemini and virgo venus is venus think of venus like your sense of beauty feminine Mm -hmm. art and pleasures um and depending on the actual person i see this show up in different ways. For example, like when I was running my chart and I could see that the art that I put out is heavily feminine influence. Like mm-hmm. if I'm doing boudoir photography, it was like Venus lined up with uh, Uranus, which would be like electronics. Um, oh yeah. Like yeah. in my, with like a house of self-expression or something like that Yeah. versus like when I shifted and started painting more doing watercolors, then like Venus was with Neptune, God of the sea in my house of self-expression, like transiting that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's also cool that, so Venus is associated with Taurus and Libra, Mars associated with Aries. So that's that fire. A lot of people too associate Venus with love, like how you are in harmony and relationship too. So when you're, when you're looking at like, tarot readings on youtube and they suggest to look at your venus sign yes they're telling you like because that's the sign of indicative of love and relationships so yep so um, depending on like not just where it lands in your chart but what else it lands with yes or um (laughs) you know could be a main focal point yep okay so mars mars energy and the drive uh this is associated with aries so uh, Mars can also, like I said, when I was looking at the death chart of somebody, I saw it show up as the guns or like the mm-hmm. violence. Um, I've seen this in people who have also been in like the military. I've seen that show up uh, military theme things in people's mm-hmm. charts with Mars because it's like, um, it could also be like an energy of spontaneous impulse, yeah. uh, anger, like yep. movement creation, like there's going to be action. Yeah. Yep. Action and, um, am- ambition. Um, it, it's, it can also be like self-projection and, um, in like when it's unbalanced or not, not healthy, it can be really aggressive or explosive. So, but typically it's like a action oriented, your movement, how, like how motivated you are to move. So Jupiter, mm-hmm. um, something I'm learning too is that different planets have different strengths depending if you have that day or night chart. Uh, So it's not just cookie cutter. There are some things that do better when transiting your chart, like if you were a day chart or a night chart, but so Jupiter, let's see, this one says search. uh, It's like wisdom advisors, knowledge, search for purpose. Um, It also expands anything it touches so it magnifies because it's so freaking huge it's the large planet (laughs) it's so big look at how many moons it has and you know it's you can fit so many of us into one of those so next to the sun like jupiter's a big ass energy to have like transiting your chart or conjuncting something else um Mm -hmm. i think of jupiter as being associated with abundance too or like it's abundant of something because it's yes. magnifying yes it <laughs> so magnifies. let's just put it that way it's gonna <laughs> ab- you're gonna have abundance of something where mm-hmm. jupiter is um on the other side of that you have saturn so saturn is more like limitations um constraint so if jupiter is expanding saturn might constrict because mm-hmm. everything has balance right um think of it like labor right like giving birth labor Uh, yeah like you're working you're you're working through something right it's labor pain it's not easy (laughs) so um yeah I definitely feel like um and we don't have to get into anything like Saturn returns but like there is something called a Saturn return in your chart and it happens twice in our charts so 
and fucking a right. Yeah. And it tends to be a, like a very transformative period in your life. It happens early in your life. And let's again, just say later. when I finally looked up my own chart and looked up when my Saturn return was, it's when I lost four people in a year and went through the roughest patch in my relationship. Yeah. It's like, like it's life. a challenge. Like it's, it's like trial by fire, kind of that kind of energy. Like, okay, what are you made of? Let's see what you're made yeah. of kind of energy. It's also mm-hmm. responsibility. I think about Saturn as like when that is prominently in your chart somewhere, it's about taking responsibility in that aspect of your life. And um, sometimes we don't want to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Uranus is like, uh, ooh, this is the awakener. It's, I love seeing this in people's charts because it's intuition, um, mm. sudden inspiration. It's an electrical planet. So like I said, when I look through my chart for photography related stuff, I saw things that were aligned that were like, boom, 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 destination wedding photographer. It was mm-hmm. like Uranus in my house of, that was ruled by Sagittarius, which is travel. That's a sign for travel. Like it just was like, oh, okay. Well, no wonder why I, I see it in my chart right there. Um, this one's associated with Aquarius. So think of the Aquarius people, you know, if they're like kind of geniuses or super intuitive or like constantly creating something a little bit quirky. Um, it's kind of just that unknown, uh, mine is in my, is in the fifth house in Scorpio. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cause so, um, so Uranus is new energy transformation change. You said awakener breakthroughs. Yeah. It's that thing, um, to put it, but like I was saying earlier, when, how recently in like yesterday, Mars, mm-hmm. which what we talked about fire mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. war and arguing and whatever, right? Was conjunct Uranus, but then the moon was also in Aries. So oh. it was like all of this fiery. So it was energy. a sudden fights, sudden arguments, sudden things coming back from the past. Um, I ran somebody's chart yesterday who like and I can't remember if it, I think I said it off the recording earlier, but mm-hmm. yes. uh, somebody's chart who was like being something coming up from their past resurfacing. Uh, and so when I looked at the transits for the day, and then I looked at the exact date that the original, we'll just say the original thing happened, mm-hmm. the transits were exactly the same. Mars and Uranus were conjunct <laughs> and uh, the moon was in Aries. So once that same transit hit this person's chart, it was <laughs> like, Boom. Re- Reliving rinse the and repeat. experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it blows, was sudden. It was out of yeah, nowhere. Blows my Uranus mind. is out of nowhere. Yep. So, all right, moving on, Neptune. Uh, we know in history, Neptune is the god of the sea. So I just see like water-related things. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at, however, yeah, the this water energy, I guess, because um, it's associated with Pisces, which is that psychic, intuitive, super sensory, like, you know, all the mystical shit. Yeah. Um, it's also things that are like false that appear real. Um, oh, yeah. And in certain people's charts, in certain transits, it could be like drugs and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the last one is Pluto. Pluto is associated with Scorpio. And we all know the bad raps that Scorpios get. <laughs> um, but when really like, you know, Scorpio energy is like, Pretty it's deep awesome. and transforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why Pluto rules it. Um, fun life, fact, of America America's entering her first Pluto return because it happens <sighs> every 200 and something years. So yeah. like people have not ever had a Pluto return. Uh, but America's having her first one. And I heard that a Pluto returns like a Saturn return on like steroids. So oh, that should be fun. Shit. So, okay. Buckle up. Because it's about <laughs> power, um, suffering, uh, rebirth, yeah, dying from old to the new. Yep. Yeah. Death and birth, re- death and rebirth. Um, yeah. So I, and then, I kind of think of Pluto too as like, because because the outer planets in your chart, like the outer planets of the solar system, 
are they're further away from us right and they take longer to revolve around mm-hmm. earth and so it's more of like a collective energy so a lot of people mm-hmm. will have generations yes generations yep. will have like pluto in this like something very similar in their chart because of how the planets move in the heavens and so i tend to think of like the like of pluto as like the change that we as a generation came to make right or how we're moving in that generation to create change or shake up a system or whatever yep yeah all of that (laughs) (laughs) yep so fun it's fun did you want to talk about the ascendant sign it's because it's not it's not a planet but it's something that features prominently in our chart yeah so it's your beginning of the first house and that is your like I said that's the minute your your eyes opened up and the light hit you that's your persona and how you um, communicate your needs to the world also I feel yeah uh, how you show yourself in an, like but how you in show an, yourself in a basic infant way <laughs> what you scream to the world (laughs) when you're when you can't communicate words yet because you haven't hit your third house of articulating what you need yet you're still crying and screaming for what you need and I'm a cancer rising so I could quite literally you cry crying and screaming (laughs) no no offense to any cancers that are listening I am a Leo rising so we know Leos (laughs) are associated lions and roars mm-hmm. but when you look at the rest of my chart and you see how my biggest um my biggest combinations are about my struggle to self-express and that's going to be the biggest thing that lights up later like my my roar and unblocking that throat chakra yeah definitely So for me, it's all about like emotional, emotional expression and like having, you know, allowing access to the emotions and having people see that and experience that with me. Yeah. Well, that's how I interpret it, but, um, so, okay. So that's the basics now, like if you were to actually run your astrology chart, um, you can do that actually for free on a couple of different websites. I tend to use cafeastrology.com and you get like this computer generated report, which is really detailed, but um, there's always going to be some like contradictions in it because it's computer generated and it's not yeah. somebody physically reading your chart for you, but it will give you your pie chart. It will give you um, your, all of your placements in that pie chart, your, your, your birth chart, right? Your pizza pie. And then it'll give you a list of what all your planets are and your placements in, um, in the houses and the signs, which is important. Um, it'll give you also a lot of other stuff. So that's one place you can start just to be able to look to see like, okay, what, what the fuck does my chart even look like? What, you know, where, where are my planets? What are my placements? And, and so that's a place you can start, but me and I tend to use a little bit, you know, several different, um, phone apps. I have, are- yeah. I use like three different ones. I, think. <laughs> I bounce between. She like cross references and does all this shit. That's really amazing. And I just, am like, what app are you using? And I just look at some <laughs> occasionally and, um, clearly astrology is not my thing, but it is something that Mio has a knack for. So, um, yeah. <laughs> there it's are- fun because like, it's not, it's like, I don't know. I'm like, just give me your date of birth and I'll show you yourself. And they're like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, it's like your cosmic fingerprint is what you said. And it's like, you have permission to actually be who you, you are, right. You're like, Oh yeah, I fucking designed it this way. So I can get to work now. Oh, this is amazing. Right. Like it's permission mm-hmm. to be who you are. And when I you remember- run your chart with your family's chart and your parents' chart, I started running my chart with my parents and my kids. I started looking at my chart on the days I gave birth, seeing yeah. how all of this interconnects and these moments where boom, shit happens and like these things aligned. It's like the skies moment that- open up and the sun rays come down and like everything becomes yeah. more clear. <laughs> And it goes from, and it transitions into physical world somehow or things like, I don't know, just. Yeah. So 
You can run your own chart like you just, but you do need your, you obviously your date of birth and the location where you were born and time of birth is really, really important. If you don't, if you don't have that, you can always put in like noon and that way you're, for example, see how earlier I had you as AM instead of PM or vice versa. Yeah. So all the major things, (laughs) right. All the major things were where they needed to be, right. Because those aren't moving very quickly, but Mm -hmm. it changed the, the rising sign. Yeah. 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 If you want to get your birth chart, it's cafeastrology.com or you could just Google like our sites, free, free gastro. Yeah. Yeah. Free natal birth charts or whatever. So, okay. Let's talk about some of the cool stuff that you have been able to discover. Like I wrote down on my notes, cool things that Mio has discovered. (laughs) So, um, yes, (laughs) I know. Where do we start Uh, with that? (laughs) I have been on Clubhouse doing rooms for readings. And um, the first one I did was about just, uh, I ran a couple birth charts and we were looking at their careers. So I started pulling my friends too, just to compare. Um, So if you want to like look at these different houses that construct what the career house looks like, I was finding uh, my boudoir photographer friend had heavy aspects in her 10th house, which is career, which it, she had Venus, which we said was uh, feminine art, beauty. <laughs> um, Isn't that funny? Oh, I love yeah. that. And like, she also travels for photography. So she had a, you know, Sagittarius fourth house. Oh. So that's, tra- yeah. like, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay. And whatever. Okay. Anyways, um, moving on an activist friend who's also into big health and wellness, but she's also super intuitive. Um, Her 10th house was like Jupiter. So a huge energy um, with cancer. So it's like a passion for Mm -hmm. um, mothering and protecting and emotions, emotionally invested, emotionally invested. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Her first house was all about Scorpio and research and digging in. And she had like, She's also a Libra. So she's like, oh yeah. Oh, stellium and Libra. So stellium is when you have like three or four or more in one house. So it's like extra seasoning. So she's like, yeah, extra, extra, extra justice Libra. Yeah. She could have been like an incredible fucking lawyer. Right. So, I mean, whenever I tune into her, watch her stuff, I'm just like, dude, she's incredible. So, and I have a stellium in Scorpio. So I'm on like the other side of that. (laughs) But that makes sense though, because if it's like stellium and Scorpio and you're just like, dig, 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 research, transform, transform. And you literally heal people for a living. Like you're literally, um, yeah, you have, okay. Mars, Uranus conjunct. So Mm -hmm. those are like super paired with, and you have Venus in your house of (laughs) self-expression and your Mercury, is there in your fifth house of self-expression. So you have a stellium in your fifth house. Fifth house is your, again, um, that house of uh, children, creativity, self-expression, pursuit of pleasure, your personal interest, teaching, hobbies, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So your fifth house, you have, it's, it covers Libra and Scorpio. Mm -hmm. On one half, you have the sun conjunct Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) so it's literally like highlighting death and rebirth and transformation right with mercury so you're communicating all of these things Mm -hmm. you are publicly speaking about your transformations right Mm -hmm. then on the scorpio side of that of your house you have venus uranus and mars (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have six things going on in your fifth house of these are all the babies that you've had proverbially proverbially it's, it's a busy house <laughs> um you give birth to a lot you transform you communicate you bring sudden and quick action yeah you have some shit square with your moon yeah, oh, yeah. so there's like you got all kinds of stuff happening that point to the tension and the, your biggest transformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what else? Oh, so, okay. Back to careers. 
Yes. A realtor friend, uh, she had a 10th house. Her 10th house of career was in cancer. Cancer is about house, mm-hmm. <laughs> homes, mm-hmm. roots, family. So she literally is helping people find, find a home. Yes, that's incredible. Her, her fourth house, which is literally the house of home. roots, family's origin, mm-hmm. is she Capricorn. Capricorn is about work. <laughs> Capricorn is work energy. Her son, so her son is in Capricorn in her fourth house. She's got Mercury, so she communicates all of her work. She's very vocal and has to like put her work out there to sell, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like Jupiter to expand her whole like so everything for her is about expanding houses (laughs) and and family. But seeing that it's like really cool to see like how everything fits together. Everything fit together. And like I said, I'm not bringing all of this in. This is just like real rough notes that I made. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but your 10th house spans uh, Pisces, which is intuition, mm-hmm. psychic shit. Um, psychic shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the second half of your career also covers Aries. So that's you're not just psychic, you're moving into creating something. Mm-hmm. Yep. With your Chiron in your 11th house, your house of groups and communities in Taurus, it's like your your wounded healer is there to help groups <laughs> and community of people. And the fact that it's in Taurus is like, I see it as being physical, tangible, and mm-hmm. hopefully monetary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Helping, helping um, larger groups. So the last chart that I was going to go through um, just to touch on that career thing again was my friend Molly and she's, she's got her own podcast that just launched and she's growing big time this year. Um, What's really cool. uh, Her son is in Gemini. So she is a communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, her Mercury is in her fifth house. So literally her planet of communication in her house of self-expression mm-hmm. in her cross from that in her 10th house is her North node, which is her sole purpose. Yeah. Like destiny. I think of the North node as destiny <laughs> right there with her moon in the 10th house. Oh God. So she's like doing it <laughs> dude with Pluto, the planet of transformation she's a boss. like right <laughs> she's helping transform all of that in her 10th house also spans um scorpio and sagittarius so it's oh, again man. so pluto in its own home house home court advantage in scorpio <laughs> so it's like straight up in her 10th house she's all about helping people transform and she's transforming herself from what she was to what she's becoming yeah um, and she does like entrepreneur stuff like business totally. building yes. and, and helping people to launch and grow their business. So it is, it's like, it's transformative. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. There are so many cool things you guys that you can tell about yourself. So Mio keeps saying like, I'm from your perspective, you keep saying, I'm going to dig into my chart as much as I can so I can understand it. And then I'm going to expand out to other people's charts. So she's like learning via her own chart and the different layers of her own chart. So you guys could actually start to experiment with your charts as well. And it could be as simple as getting an app on your phone. Um, There are a few free astrology apps with like paid options, obviously, um, as a place to start. But listening to what you can or checking out um, astrology for beginners websites, there's a few there. Out there. I love uh, the astrology podcast. That yeah. guy, I, he's very easy to digest. It's very like simple, but he's consistent. He shows up. He explains every single thing you can like run charts against. Um, the one I watched this morning was about the post-election chart cool. um, before we knew the outcome. And so now like looking at how he ran, you know, Biden and Harris's charts and like, yeah, looking at the spouses to, you know, Trump and everybody like looking, Mm -hmm. oh, well, they have their, at this point, they're transiting this house and it shows them moving or so it's 
that's a really good one. This is astrology, pro- okay. astrology podcast. The yeah. astrology podcast. And I have one book that I find really helpful. It's called the secret language of astrology. I don't know what, who the author is because I don't have it in front of me, but that one is a really great breakdown, very simple breakdowns of like all of the planets and where they, uh, where they are in your chart. Um, w- well, what the planets mean basically for you and how that expresses through you as part of your birth chart. So that's a good resource too. And, um, you know, maybe we can do an expanded version of this discussion in another episode where we talk about, Oh, I would love to Yeah, chart synastry, right? So how do you like, how do you look at two charts at once to see compatibility and um, uh, I even look up my kids. So if we're having a rough day, I'll do the synastry to see what's going on in our, yeah. in our charts. Yep. And it doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship. It can be, um, it can be friends. It can be your children and, you know, family relationships, all of that stuff. So, yeah. so maybe we'll get Let's into it. that and then we can talk about transits and why those are important. Um, yeah. And then there's things because that that, are- that literally spotlights and lights up different parts of your houses and like different parts of your life. So that yeah, and moment when you get like, into that moment by moment, what's happening? Like okay, mm-hmm. you know, which planet is transiting or transiting or trining or squaring or whatever, and what does that mean for me today based on my astrology and how I'm going to be stressed or actually expanded or amplified in that energy. So it's like, you guys are understanding it can be quite complex, but it's also fascinating. Um, especially because it's so accurate when it's done, like when somebody knows what they're doing and they can see the energies as layers, um, up one upon another, upon another, like it really does tell a story that's very accurate and fascinating. So very um, much so. And oh, oh uh, one thing we need to mention is that we got our first test deck mm. for our Oracle deck. So yes. we should be open for pre-orders pretty soon. We're still going, finding quality that we like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the designs for the next two decks are also in the works oh, baby. Uh, for a love one and a business one. And mm. we're just going to see where it goes from there. Yep. Um, so we'll open those up pretty soon. And then... Um, I think if you would love to support our podcast, you can become a sponsor and do all that good stuff by following the little prompts. If you go to the anchor website, um, <laughs> it says right there, if you want to support us, you can. <laughs> yeah. And then if you want to book any types of readings, I don't know uh, for myself, uh, I, it's just meobacklinicom slash book a reading. Um, you can buy one for yourself. You can gift one for somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pre-recorded reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically am pulling the random images to row stuff all electronically recording on the computer and then sending you a recording that way. And then are you, what so are you probably doing? look at your chart too, bitches. So have your <laughs> birth details ready. <laughs> um, what am I doing? Well, basically I'm doing a lot of in-person healing sessions right now and some distance work. So And I'm moving into past life regression work. So that is really, really exciting. Um, Right now, I don't do anything like remotely for reading, but I can do remote healing work. So you can always get a hold of me at yourmetamorphosis1111.com. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait to talk more and geek out over this stuff next time. Oh my God, I love you. It's so fun to do this. So. I know. Thank you, everybody. Yes, and we will catch up with you very soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Souls and Stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at Gratitude Maven and at Your Intuitive Friend. Until next time, stay Stay magical. magical.